0: Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review and appraise a journal article, typically from PRS, and summarise it for you in this short podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi, and this is another paper from the August 2016 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. The next paper we looked at was perforator mapping and optimising design of the lateral arm flap, anatomy revisited and clinical experience. Uh, This is from Dr. Chang Ed al. uh, From both uh, Texas and Lebanon, and it was published in the August 2016 PRS. So I'm with Dr. Constant van Schakveit, who's one of the registrars here uh, at St. George Hospital. So Con, what was this paper
1: about? Uh, this paper was a, a clinical series of uh, 51 patients who had uh, lateral arm flap reconstruction of head and neck defects, and also involved a uh, anatomic study of uh, 12 cadavers, looking at the actual anatomy of these flaps and describing uh, perforator location, pedicle length, and uh, sort of trying to find a reliable anatomy in this area. Uh, the surgical techniques used here was, f- first of all, 12 fresh cadavers were dissected um, by. Both arms were dissected um, after injection with latex, and uh, then perforator location number and pedicle length were just mapped. Uh, in terms of the, uh, the human studies, the, the, there were 51 sequential patients who underwent lateral arm reconstruction. In those patients, uh, the perforator location and uh, number were also mapped, but in this, we also were able to look at the diameter of the artery and veins uh, intraoperatively. And uh, My, sorry, main findings in this uh, group was uh, that bilateral perforator systems were usually symmetric or always symmetric in the cadaveric uh, dis- dissections. Five out of 12 had three perforators, six out of 12 had two perforators, and one in 12 had one perforator. Um, only five out of the 56 perforators had a short intramuscular course. So om- almost all of them were exclusively septocutaneous. Um, The first perforator, which was numbered A, was found seven centimetres from the deltoid insertion. The second perforator, B, was found 9.9 centimetres from the deltoid insertion. And the third, C, was found 11.8 centimetres from the deltoid insertion. And the average pedicle length was seven centimetres. And this data correlated almost exactly uh, with the uh, patients who underwent these these flap reconstructions. Um, The average arterial diameter was 1.7 millimetres and the average venous diameter was 2.5 millimetres. And there were no flap losses and the donor side morbidity was almost none. Um, In conclusion, the the lateral arm flap could be a useful alternative when forearm or thigh flaps are not available. Um, They've shown that perforator anatomy is relatively reliable and that there's minimal donor site morbidity. Uh, I think the consensus in the group was that although this flap is relatively uh, useful as a secondary option, it wouldn't be a primary one still due to uh, the short pedicle length and uh, the thickness of the flap itself for the Types of reconstruction they normally get used for.
0: Yeah, I think one of the issues uh, I had with the study was their description of the anatomy. They mentioned that the radial artery was a branch of the brachial, whereas uh, most traditional descriptions of the of the flap talked to it being uh, uh, one of the branches of the profunda brachial, which travels with the radial nerve uh, through the um, uh, through the triangular space um, uh, in the axilla. So that was sort of a, just a different way of uh, sort of describing the anatomy of the flap. And in in like some of the textbooks like Cormac and Lambert, they talk about a middle collateral artery and a radial collateral artery uh, and the different course of it and that sort of wasn't mentioned um, in their anatomical description. Uh, certainly, yeah, the consensus of the group was actually Pretty much what they also said in the paper was that their preferred option would be a radial forearm but uh, that the lateral arm, you know, can be an option in some patients and and anecdotally, you know, I completely concur that sometimes the artery can be particularly small uh, and the pedicle length can be disappointing. There was a a paper that we did actually from J Press um, many years ago in the Journal Club, which was a Brazilian paper uh, where they actually cited the skin paddle far more distally and it it extended onto the proximal part of the forearm um, uh, over sort of the lateral epicondyle, um, which which would therefore give you a number of... um, uh, give you extra pedicle length. But looking based on the perforator mapping, I guess it would be a risk using... The Brazilian technique that uh, you would really only be capturing the C perforator, maybe the B, but I guess if you uh, sort of kept the whole septum, I don't know whether that would be enough to keep to the skin paddle alive, but that's what the only thing is. So you can see in the photos. Where they've got a drawing of the flap, it looks does look very proximal on the arm. It's not even extending down anywhere near the uh, lateral epicondyle, so uh, it really does make for a short pedicle length. But obviously, they did have you know a very significant number of free flaps, which they did without any uh, flap losses um, or or obviously any uh, damage uh, to the radial nerve. But that was an excellent summary. Summary con. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.